Welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again. And we have a fun little bonus edition of the show in store for all of y'all today because it's QWI season officially. The final ballot for the QWI awards for 2023 is out and live, and y'all have responded amazingly well so far in the 24 hours that it has been up as we are recording this. And so I wanted to do a little something special for the ballot this year. Maybe this will be it annual thing that we do going forward because every year that we've done the awards i've had people reach out you know asking for you know information on people that are nominated that they may not be familiar with or like where they can access shows that are nominated for event of the year or promotions that they're nominated for promotion of the year that they aren't familiar with and that sort of thing a lot of that information can clutter the ballot very very easily and i don't want to clutter it more than it already is um, and so we're we're doing a supplement podcast for the ballot here with all of that information for anyone who is curious, who wants to do the research uh, to make, I guess, the most informed decisions when voting and that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, this is your QWI Awards ballot preview show for the first time here. And joining me to to run through the ballot and give that added context is uh, a, a writer from Pro Wrestling Ponderings, as well as a member of the Glitterati over at Grit and Glitter, one Don Hollowell. How are you doing today, Don? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on. No, thank you for coming on. I'm excited. I've been wanting to have the chance to sit down and, and chat with you about wrestling in some form, and I honestly, they, this felt like a good way to, to get that intro done, I feel like, <laughs> and, and to continue <laughs> to add to the members of the Glitterati that have been on this show. At this point now, um, I love that, you know, Harley and, and M definitely view our sh my show as like a sibling podcast and the, the feeling is very, very mutual. So always great to have Glitterati members on the show here as we expand that. Um, so, yeah, we have a, we have a ballot to go through. Um, I gave you a little bit of early access to the final ballot to, to prep ahead of this. Um and I guess before we get into anything specific, you brought up a very good point when we were off air before I hit record here of how much more diverse and widespread like the scope of the ballot is this year. Yeah, I thought um that was my first thing looking at it was um just how much um like West Coast and um from over um like Europe and England. Um, a lot of the people are um, in most of the categories. So, um, yeah, I thought that was a lot more, you know, diverse and spread out than, you know, past years. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And that was a, a definitely a good surprise to me as well. Like, I want I want these in the same way that the list is takes a very, um, like, global scope of the queer pro wrestling scene. I want the, the ballot to reflect that as well and to see not just the the number of people from from the UK or from the West Coast, um, uh, that or the Midwest as well that made the ballot this year, but to see like in calculating and tabulating all of the votes from all of the the people that submitted nomination ballots, which thank you again to everyone that did, um, just seeing how spread out and how wide 
that that net is for people that wanted to nominate their favorites and where those people came from you know like we were i don't normally like divulge a ton of information about like about the the tabulations and that sort of thing but i can share a little bit of that here because one thing that really stood out to me is that for wrestler of the year like we had like over 120 different wrestlers get votes this year which is is up for sure like uh, normally it's around like 60 or 70 uh in past years but this year like it just exploded like wrestlers from all over the from canada from south america from japan from the uk from ireland from spain like we had from mexico we had wrestlers from all over get get um get votes um this year and i think that's just um you just see that whenever the um the qwi whenever that starts to you know the number keeps going up on the amount of wrestlers that are included in that every year. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> We're still at 200 this year. Who knows what 2024 brings? God damn it. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> if there's one thing I'm good at, it's creating work for myself. Work that I enjoy. So, well, let's let's jump into, into the the ballot here and kind of go over some of this stuff here. I guess we can just go top to bottom. We'll, we'll go top heavy first, and then we'll end with another top heavy award as, as the ballot is laid out. LGBTQ wrestler of the year. Um, nominees this year, uh, Ali catch, uh, obviously one half of pussy, um, Anthony Bowens, one half of the acclaimed current trios, tag team trios champion in AEW, Ashton star, uh, very, very widely known, very featured, very highly featured on the Big Gay Brunch, uh, won the Pride of the Desert tournament uh, that was hosted by Poyol Del Mar out here in Palm Springs, California. Dark Sheik, founder of Hood Slam, the mother brain. What else can you say about Dark Sheik? Um, Edith Surreal, current Enjoy champion, uh, former Uncanny Attractions unchampion as well. Effie, transcendent. Uh, Kid Bandit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What else? Happy, what happy. else? Effie is Effie. <laughs> Kid Bandit, um, another person who is, continues to skyrocket in popularity. Max the Impaler, uh, an international uh, destroyer at this point. Like, uh, I didn't, I didn't think they could get better, but like this year, they just act with what they did in Japan. They just exploded. My God, yes, they did. It's been amazing to see like their rise over in Japan this year. Um, Sandra Moon, a uh, West Coast favorite out here, who also uh, had her first tour of Japan with Marvelous this year. Mm -hmm. And Sunny Kiss, you know, who, you know, was in AEW for a time and then went to Impact, just just had a stellar match with Trinity um, on on Impact. I guess it's still Impact Wrestling at this point, be TNA next Could year. You, but so the, so the TNA hasn't happened yet? I think it starts in, in January. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what I what what uh, as I understand. So, um, but yeah, so we got ten nominees there, ten people that I feel like are periodically year after year on the ballot. Like the new mm -hmm. entries this year, uh, is the one new I don't entry think is really Sandra. any like surprises on there. No, I mean, I think you know, I don't think it was necessarily a surprise per se, but you know, Sandra Boone, this is the first time that she's been on the wrestler nominated for wrestler of the year, um, so mm -hmm. far, um. This is also the first year that that Billy Dixon and Nyla Rose did not make that that top ten. So, 
And yeah, no like Tony that, Storm either. No Tony Storm either. I think that was that was a big a big surprise too for me. I think she kind of like peaked like later in the year, like the past what couple months she's really hit her stride. Yeah, since finding this this timeless gimmick, I feel like yeah. she's um she's the jumped a lot in profile mm-hmm. uh leading up to of course the the women's world title win last night at full gear. Um so yeah, like I don't know any and what stands out to you from 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 the list that we have? Um yeah, like I said, like I think like a lot of the people like that we would expect to see there. Um I think like with someone like Sunny Kiss, um like big change for um them this year because you know going from AEW to um to Impact and then um I think same with Max big big elevation for Max this year. Yes. Two people who have definitely kind of hit the ground running in in new areas for them. Max the entire year. I mean their run in in um in Tokyo Joshi Pro as well as you know the the few times that we've seen them in DDT at this point too, like it's just been amazing. And I to, think like the know. one thing about Max that people like don't give them credit for is their comedic style. Like the stuff that they've done with Palm has just been hilarious, <laughs> or even like the like sketches that they did where they were like in like the office at like in japan and stuff like that just <laughs> yeah. so funny <laughs> yes I, I agree like i feel like up until that point like sometimes that 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 gets lost in just like some of the um like the whole like oeuvre of the character right but like mm-hmm. it, it fits so well whenever you want to play it that way um and i agree with you like the the max and palm relationship how the dynamics have changed and grown over the last year has been a really fun one to see as well <laughs> for me too. Um, so yeah, like, I mean, like you said, these are very like widely known names. I think that people are very familiar with these. I don't know if we need to give like too much more added context there. I feel like, you know, that, that, you know, these people, if you're, if you're tapped into the scene, let's put <laughs> it that way. To this, you probably know who those people are. Exactly. Now let's, Let's talk about international LGBTQ wrestler of the year. So this one, this category was created last year because, you know, while obviously we're based in America, you know, a lot of the people that listen to the show and that um, pay attention to the same things that we pay attention to are focused on American um, and, and the greater North American wrestling scene. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, people beyond that scope also got celebrated and, and, had a chance uh, for a, a, a major award here as well. So basically this is an award for like the top queer wrestler that is not based in like America or can't, or yeah, well, there's some Canadians in there. There are some Canadians in there. You're right. I forgot that. I, I forgot that I did not put North American in the ballot, which is fine. <laughs> I've been doing a lot, Don. My brain is a little, is a little fried um, <laughs> but um but yeah so we have 10 nominees for international LGBTQ, lgbtq wrestler of the year i have adam bolt uh the current uh waw pride champion um over in england uh rising talent over there alex mays former iws tag team champion up in canada 
um, Charlie Evans, Chevs, um, outstanding talent, wrestling regularly for PWA Black Label out in Australia, currently back in the U.S. for another tour alongside their new uh, their new hubby, Everett Connors. <laughs> um, Charlie Morgan, absolute oh my God. of the British wrestling scene at this point, the greater European wrestling scene at this point, honestly. I was watching the, um, the Out in the Ring documentary the other day. And oh. like whenever Charlie was talking, like my tears were flowing. <laughs> yes, my look that promo. Like it's been what almost seven years since that promo mm-hmm. now at this point, and that that promo still gets me every time I hear. I think like her promo there, and then Effie's at um Rise. Um, were probably like my two favorites. I feel like those two are like very big like catalysts for what we've seen over. The, the last like five or, or six and I guess seven years almost at this point now like mm-hmm. those are the two promos that I always feel like people point to for like the very beginning of this like uprising of like queer representation in pro wrestling yeah definitely. like one on each continent exactly yeah which is well, what we need <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. I'm here for it. uh Shay Monet uh Scottish or Shay Monet rather uh, I oh, I don't know why again brain not working very well shay monet um former tnt extreme world champion first uh out lgbtq male world champion in history of the uk um just out what an amazing year that that shay has had you know the their rise their rise at um at tnt as well as continuing to work with um with icw uh and you know also Working with Iron Girders, um, the, the the school and and promotion out there in Scotland, they had their first Pride show ever, just a little, just like I think a month ago, over there. So you know, Shay's influence is definitely being felt. Um, Commander Sterling, uh, of course, very well known um, in multiple scenes at at this point. Um, you know, it had. Sterling had the the death match with Kip Bandit at True Grit. That was uh, really fun. Um, even got into promotion a little bit with a, with a company called Spectrum Wrestling um, that that they were involved with or might have started up. I'm not 100% on that, but Sterling, you know, well-known scene. Harley Hudson, um, championships all over the place currently one half of the tnt extreme uh women's tag team champions also winner of impacts gut check over in the uk so i guess we could say that harley hudson is tna at this point <laughs> it's really cool to thing to to see right? um helen charlotte campbell um you know a trans uh, pro wrestler who kind of started making a comeback this year um and found herself in the middle of some very historic moments. You know, I th- her match with Dark Sheik was the first uh, singles match between two um, trans women in the history of UK pro wrestling. Um, also, at, I believe that HCC had the chance to share the ring with Arya Cech in another match as well, um, which, you know, anytime that you get multiple trans women into a pro wrestling match is, is always a very, 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 very special thing. Um, Jetta, the other half of the Royal Legend. Aces. Uh, yes, amazing. Pro Wrestling Eve, 
very well known. And then, of course, Benny, the lone representative from Japan uh, on the list this year or on the on the ballot this year. Um, but also really cool to see her get a co- some shots in, in America again, too, you know, with Daikaiju as well as GCW. I, I think that I think that people have like slept a little bit on the fact that she wrestled Joey Janela on a GCW show this year, um, which is a very cool thing, <laughs> in my opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so does it does anybody like pop out to you uh, uh from 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 this uh category um i saw um chay monet i saw them for the first time on one of those iwc shows on fight and i immediately fell in love <laughs> yes yes like the united queendom um group that that he had with uh with Visage before that has that has imploded and sent them down a, a road to where I'm sure that there's gonna be a one-on-one clash between the two of them uh at some point down the line. But that United Queendom pairing between the two of them just worked so 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 well. And really I think it it helped Shay really grow even further and find more of the of the character within it. Um, and it's been really cool to see the TNT Extreme audience, you know, grow to embrace Shea more and more over the over mm-hmm. the course of the year. That's been really awesome for for me to see all the way up to the title win that you know was spoiled by Tate Mayfair's that mm. uh, dingus. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, no, like Shea, perfect entry on on this. I think. One that really stands out to me that, you know, for for making the ballot and for especially for like where they're at in their career is Adam Bolt, because, you know, Adam Bolt, you know, they made their T he, he made this TNT extreme debut at the very beginning of the year in a match against Monet. Um, you know, he's he wrestled in the main event of you know the WAW, WAW's pride show this year, which, of course, you know, WAW, the company owned by the family of of Soraya um, and beat Mitchell Starr in, in the main event of that show for that belt. But I feel like Adam, beyond just like his wrestling, he's also been out there much more in the public, like talking about his own story this year. Um, and that's been really cool to see him and, and the influence that him speaking up about, you know, coming out and, finding himself and that sort of thing, how that's influenced people around him because, you know, not to jump too far ahead, but one of the nominees for rookie of the year, Zizi, um, trains alongside Adam um, at House of Pain. And, you know, I think the influence of Adam helped Zizi to come out publicly earlier this year. Um, And I think that that speaks to a lot of power. Obviously, this is a wrestling award, but, like, I feel like that's one of the main reasons why, like, Another one of the key reasons why, rather, beyond just what Adam does in the ring, because he's a very athletic wrestler, but why I think Adam engendered so much um, support this year. Uh, I think, like, especially with these awards, like you, you can't take away what someone's done outside of the ring or the influence exactly. that they've had. Exactly, exactly. You know, I think that's why a lot of the people that are on this list are mm. are are um are there you know obviously like they're all very very talented 
wrestlers, but they also have an ability to build followings to inspire people. And like, that's, I feel like that's, that's always kind of a built, a, a thing that's built into the having a, a thing that's focused on, on a, like a minority portion of a, of a population. But it's the representation like, factor too, you know, exactly. someone that, you know, looks like you, someone that acts like you, you know, something like that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and speaking of that, we can move on to, to match of the year because Jesus Christ, do we have some bangers that were nominated. <laughs> and we um, get a lot of diversity here. Very much so. Very much so. Um, so AC Mac versus Rico Gonzalez, AC Mac's final match at Naptown, uh, the great Midwestern trend kill. This show is available on IWTV. If you have that uh, subscription service there, it's, it's definitely up for everybody to watch. Adam Bolt versus Mitchell Starr for the WAW Pride Championship. Um, that show is available on YouTube, on WAW's YouTube channel. They have that, that the full show is up there for anyone to see. Um, I would definitely suggest if you haven't seen this match, check it out, not just for the wrestling, but also for Mitchell Starr's entrance because uh, it's an entire Rocky Horror homage <laughs> that sent me the first time I saw it. Um, <laughs> Anton Voorhees versus Keita uh, from Full Queer's uh, Folsom Street Fair show. Full Queer normally puts their stuff up on their YouTube channel, like match by match. I, uh, I'm not 100% on if this match is up there. I'm pretty sure where it is. But this is, I think, more well-known now and as we've seen the ballot kind of circulate from people um, known for Anton wearing shorts um, as opposed to anything else. <laughs> um, this, this is a... Look, Folsom Street Fair is a very um, hypersexual environment. And let's just say Peta and Anton got the memo. Um, oh, God. With, <laughs> <laughs> uh in that one uh dark sheik versus sawyer wreck for best athlete in the bay golden fanny packs from hood slam aurora obscura um i feel like you know if you if you know sawyer and dark sheik you you know what you were getting in this match i will the multiple moments from this match got where it got votes for um for moment of the year east coast versus west coast from effie's big gay brunch la just this five on five match um that was just ridiculous fun during that show. I like that that got um, Becca and um, the other um, person, oh, her tag Aaron team Rourke? partner. Yeah, Aaron Rourke. I'm, I'm really glad that that got them on the bigger stage because they really deserve it. Same. They definitely do. Um, you know, I to that end as well, like, I'm glad that this um, got the shade and Abigail Warren. On, on mm, stage love as well. Like, yes, both of them, you know, out here on the West Coast, I feel like I'm killing it this year, and it's really cool to see them get get that stage too. Um, and of course, you know, we're always here for Anton and Dylan, um, <laughs> just being fucking ridiculous with their butts. Um, <laughs> Pussy versus Sunny Kiss <laughs> and Pimpinella Escarlata, the main event from Effie's Big Gay Brunch Seven in Chicago. Um, Obviously, a very powerful match, not just because, you know, we get to see Pimpy again, not just because this is, you know, one of Sonny's first matches, if not his, or if not his first um, post-AW, like, release, um, but also for 
for Effie's promo afterwards, you know, really um, speaking to her impact that and, and her ability. And of course, we saw how that played out whenever Sunny showed up in, in Impact. So <laughs> amazing, amazing match there. Dark Sheik versus Kitty K for best athlete in the Bay um, from Hood Slam Reckoning. This is the most recent match that made it. This happened just like two weeks ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> and let me just say, holy shit. I do not understand why Kenny K does not get booked more outside of the Bay. Um, so good. His um his match against Speedball. Oh like, my god! Absolutely yes. incredible. Oh my god! Yes, yes. And and dare I say, Kenny K and Dark Sheik like almost like might have topped that one. Um, <laughs> here, like it was just an m- amazing match. Of course, like all the the Hood Slam shows and and the Big Gay Brunches, those are all on Fight Fight on TV. They're all available with the Fight Plus subscription. Um, Kid Bandit versus Commander Sterling in a in a death match at True Grit's uh, last of the summer brawl. This match is up and available for free on YouTube. This was uh, a highly celebrated match, both by the people that were in it, but also the the greater British wrestling audience, because you know this was two trans individuals fighting in a death match that also involved Boglins and barbed wire wrapped blahas and just it's kid banded in a death match there's going to be some dumb shit it's also <laughs> i feel like that's just the best way to describe it it's dumb shit but I it's mean, also death matches are kind of dumb shit anyways so. exactly <laughs> <laughs> um the aforementioned dark sheik versus helen charlotte campbell the from tnt versus gcw uh from earlier this year that the first uh, singles match between two trans women in UK pro wrestling history. Um, that's up on uh, Progress's streaming service uh, at the moment. Uh, and then Edith Surreal versus Envy Young for the Enjoy Championship from Enjoy Rights of Spring. Uh, of course, available on Enjoy's YouTube channel. I think it's up on their on on Remix as well. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, crowning crowning moment for Edith Surreal as the the keystone of of enjoy now having the championship to to add to that accolade as well um just outstanding match obviously i feel like there might be some some um bias from from you don considering <laughs> you think <laughs> go ahead and tell me about about edith and mv <laughs> <laughs> okay so i was at that show yes <laughs> um yeah like and MB's like it's the show is in Pittsburgh, and MB's like a huge um fan favorite in Pittsburgh. So like as the match started going on, you know, just like more and more of the crowd started getting behind Edith, and then like once she got that win, like the crowd just absolutely exploded. <laughs> it was it was really cool. No, like it watching it from from home, like it it. You didn't obviously you never get a hundred percent of that environment, but you could feel that room as it was like turning, and the way that MV played into that too, and kind of like forced it a little bit mm-hmm. with, with some of the tactics there. It's just so smart, and that's what great wrestlers do, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, God, all these matches are are so freaking good, and they're so different too. Like you have something that you know 
you can trend on on camp from time to time when you have some like you know bandit and sterling that you know mixes that along with the the weapons and the violence and stuff like that pimpy in the middle of like these these other three um is just uh iconic anton and kita like it's just like it's butt stuff and that's what the fucking the bay area and, and hood slam and anton is known for the, I believe is the Baron of Butt Stuff that he has called out there. Um, and then you have like also these highly emotional moments, like Edith winning that title, like AC Mac and Rico like going at one another for, for yeah, the I'm final sure we'll time. We'll talk about it later, but like Rico's the future. Oh, oh, we definitely are going to be talking about Rico. <laughs> <laughs> Do not worry. Um, but yeah, so all of these matches there, a lot of them are available for free. If you already have an IWTV subscription or a 5 Plus subscription, you have access to a lot of the stuff. The only one that you might have to, that you probably might not have already is, you know, access to the, the TNT versus GCW show, which, you know, actually, I think that is Did on Fight Plus too. Play? It's on Fight Plus. Yeah, it's on Fight Plus because it's GCW. Yeah. yeah, so that's up there too. So, yeah, I think, yeah, that's all That's all there. Um, I know why I thought that because the Big Gay Brunch UK is on progress. Oh, okay. So that one is not on on fight. Yeah, but I thought the, I thought the TNT GCW ones were on. They were are. On they are. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, like definitely check all of those out if you haven't already. Um, if you've already voted, check them out and then vote again. Once again, you can vote multiple times. Um, tag team of the year this year. Um, a lot of new names on this, which makes mm-hmm. me very yeah, happy. Yeah, definitely. I love to see the new names. Hmm. So nominees, we have the acclaimed Anthony Bowens, Max Caster, of course. Act two out of the UK, Benjamin Harlan and Jack Knudsen. This is a team that I feel like 2023 was a huge breakout year for them. You know, matches against Bussy, matches against, you know, the impact, former impact world tag team champions, um, Flash Morgan Webster and and um Mark Andrews out there, like really coming into their own. Adventures in Science, Darren Finch and Laura Frazier, another West Coast-based team. They they compete primarily in full queer, but you know they won the Lucha Patron tag team titles out here this year as well. I've seen each of them in different tag teams. I don't yes. I don't know if I've seen that actual tag team. <laughs> it's a it's a pretty fun one. They're both they're they're both pretty goofy. Um, okay, fine. They I I saw them put someone through a periodic tape. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that makes if that if that sells you anymore. That, that does sell me a little bit. Okay. Um Bussy. Uh oh uh, Bussy, Ali Catch and Effie. Of course. They're Bussy. Yeah, exactly. Um uh, one more thing I will point out with Darwin and Lara. One of the very few um non binary tag teams. Like both members are non binary. So that's that's a really cool thing for for me personally to see. Mm-hmm. Um the caution, dark chic Anton Voorhees and Vipress. Um, yeah. Oh God, Anton's gonna kill me now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, creeps making their first uh, appearance on the ballot this year. Andy Ripley and Irving West. Um, they're so lovely. They are. They are so lovely, and I love what they bring to the wrestling world. Mm-hmm. It's just so weird, and I love it. <laughs> um money power respect you know fabricio and, and marco mayor um very well known out here on, on the west coast they made some big gay brunch appearances as well like just 
super that was super the first talented. time i saw them was at the brunch and yeah they, they had a really good showing oh for sure for sure uh msp agro and danger kid perennial nominees Legends. for this award just outstanding <laughs> talents the runway again every year they've been nominated for this award <laughs> another pittsburgh uh, fixture <laughs> for you there and then waste them war party heidi howitzer and maxine paler former tokyo joshi pro um tag team, uh, tag team champions out there both have done very well for themselves singles wise but a as a team they had a, a really uh good year as well um and i I'll, mean I'll... max you could you could put them in with palm as a tag team too exactly you know I i'll be real max and palm got votes <laughs> <laughs> max and palm got votes <laughs> uh, <laughs> which i was not surprised to <laughs> um, I'm really happy to see like that the, the the new faces on on this as well. Obviously, like I'm I'm happy to see the people that you know continue to get nominated and and, and continue to be on the ballot here. We're like seeing teams like Creeps and and Act Two, uh, and Adventures in Science. I think it, it's really cool to see that there are teams that are starting to find that that traction and be on the rise in that way. I love the fact that a team like Act Two, which you know, I, I would assume that there are a good amount of American fans that have not seen much of Act Two. Um, probably the most prominent match that they might have seen them in is their, whenever they wrestled Bussy at TNT Extreme mm -hmm. earlier this year. Yeah. Um, but trust me when I say, like, Harlan has been, like, developing for the past couple of years, like, very, very well. And, and Nuts and right behind him, those two together are just truly exciting i think their match against uh webster and andrews from earlier this year is up for free on youtube as well which if you haven't seen that like go watch for the most athletic wrestlers to come out of britain uh just go at it just amazing stuff um i don't know like what are, do you have any what are your thoughts well from what we've um, seen yeah like you like you i'm glad to see like some new people you know like yeah back to adventure science creeps um, happy to see Runway keeping on, um, staying on the ballot there, um, you know, and then, um, your regulars like the Eclipse. I think we, I think we take for granted the Acclaim sometimes, you know what I mean? Cause mm -hmm. they've like with, we're going to talk about one of their moments they had with moment of the year, but then just taking a queer phrase and making it mainstream is like, Freaking amazing. Come on. Yes. <laughs> and to have Bowens openly acknowledge it as that, too. <laughs> like, that's the beautiful thing about it. It's not just that they're just doing it tongue in cheek, like, oh, look what we're doing, but we're not saying anything. No, <laughs> Bowens is out there on Twitter to like, no, I took a queer thing and I made every every straight dude in this arena chant it and go along with it and be super into it. Everybody it's wants to scissor like, me. Like, on a like, lower scale, whenever, like, Bussy had people chant like straight people chanting Bussy, yes. you know what I mean? Yes. And then like claim just took it to like a whole nother level. <laughs> it's that creep of queer culture just inundating right. pro wrestling that we love to see on this show. I, I it's a I I adore it so much. Um. So yes, like all outstanding matches all around from from all these tag teams to go check out. Um. For sure. Uh, feud of the year. This was uh, 
some this was one of the the categories that had some nominees that I was very happy to see make it that I didn't know if they would because you know I don't I don't nominate any anybody on this is all fan nominated right and I love that the fans agreed with me on one on one feud in specific here that did make the 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 ballot um not to, not to like say that all of these feuds are aren't great and deserving but there was one that I was just because of like the amount of eyes that are on a certain promotion I didn't know if it would make it, and I'm glad that it did. Um, Rusty versus Charles Mason, Mason and Mason's Mercenaries. Obviously, this you dominated ECW for the for the better part of the early year, culminating in the uh, I guess as Brett Lauderdale named it, the War Gays match at Big Brunch LA. We had uh, the acclaimed versus House of Black, the the trios titles earlier this year. Um, in AEW, Tommy Purr and Kid Isaac. This is the feud I was referring to at the beginning, um, because this feud was exclusively happened in Pride style uh, out here in Vegas, and story is was really captivating and kind of like captures like Tommy Purr's um, viewpoint when it comes to storytelling and character in pro wrestling. And because Pride Style, they don't like live stream their shows. Like they're they they put their shows up on their YouTube channel, like match by match for the most part, with like some full shows going up too. Um, I feel like this one just didn't get as many eyes as like some of the larger promotions and larger uh angles did. And this has just been a really fun one to watch play out over the last like four or five months at this point, even longer than that. It's been almost a year long storyline between these two. That culminated, I think, just earlier this month. Um, so, or at least maybe culminated, maybe not. I'm not 100%. <laughs> so, you we'll never see. know, I'm, right? Exactly, exactly. But big, big ups to Tommy and, and, and Isaac for putting something together that, that drew the eyes and got the nomination here. Edith Surreal versus Billy Dixon. Of course, this uh, is a big one down in Uncanny in Texas um, with them you know, competing for the unchampioned, the first the inaugural unchampionship and then Billy coming back with his gatekeeper identity. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Billy is the, a heel now. Billy is a heel. He put out the press release. Yes. He's a heel and, and he is unchampioned. So well, I don't know. We'll see that. We'll see how long that lasts. Apparently he's got to fight Brick Savage coming up. Ooh. Yikes. <laughs> Even Billy is a heel. I feel bad. For, for Billy to be facing Brick Savage. That dude's a beast. Uh, Mercedes Martinez and Diamante against uh, Athena and Billy Starks and Ring of Honor. Really cool to see Mercedes and Diamante get a spot like that. That's for a few that's really ran the course of most of the year, too, um, in, in that company. Hood Slam versus The Fallen. So many people got murdered in Hood Slam this year. So many people. So many people. I'm but I mean, that... at least the Hood Slam people saved the world from ending. Yes, we, they did save the world from the Fallen, which is very <laughs> nice to see. Um, although, I don't know if I ever want to see Serial Man bleed ever again. Um, <laughs> uh, the Outcast. R.I.P. Versus... Drugs Bunny. R.I.P. Oh my God, R.I.P. Drugs Bunny. R.I.P. Batman Well, too. I mean, I know Pong, like, we'll never know. Everybody hates Pong. Brosif hates Pong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
Oh yeah. Next we have out the outcast versus the entirety of AEW's women's division. Um, uh, surreal versus Killian McMurphy. Obviously, the big feud from the pro wrestling vibe that carried over to this year's Bromatica, their final event. Um, Killian's so great. Killian is like so everything great. Killian does is just like out of the box. Um, yeah, it's just like super creative. Completely agree. I I probably like watched that promo where he was doing like the NPC TikTok thing, TikTok live streamer thing for mm-hmm. like a, a match at Invictus or whatever it was. I probably watched that promo like fifty fucking times. It's just <laughs> Killian. It's something about Killian just saying "gang gang" over and over again that just gets me in my soul. Um, <laughs> the caution versus uh, sorry, the caution. Versus the Boom Gang, um, another big rivalry from from Hood Slam this year, um, has led to the unfortunate consequence of Anton Voorhees now being a member of the Boom Gang. Oh, no one wanted to see that. No one, no one wanted to see that. And then Jeez. the acclaimed versus the Aspens, aka the Guns. Um, <laughs> I mean, when you steal someone's dad, I mean that's that's a good feud right there. That's very true. When you get it's someone's dad true. to scissor you. <laughs> oh, I love I love the context of these things. Um, so yeah, obviously, like a lot of outstanding like issues that that we had here in, in the world of pro wrestling. Um, I I've talked at length about. Tommy Per and, and Kid Isaac. I'm curious if there's uh, any that stand out to you here. Um, like I love I love the Hood Slam versus the Fallen. I thought it was super fun. Um, you know, Hood Slam's Hood Slam's a little bit campy, but I love that's what how I like my wrestling. You yes. know, so I don't I'm not a person that like likes it to be super serious all the time. So um Part of the reason why Hood Slam's probably one of my favorite promotions. <laughs> um, and then also the the Thrusty versus Charles Mason. I thought that was just a um um super cool long feud. Um Mason is just the um the perfect evil person to go against Thrusty. And then um, you know, throwing Perot in there just made it even better. Agree. Like, I feel like every person in that whole, like, storyline really got a chance to sign against one another, too. You know, mm-hmm. from, like, Billy's re-debut, like, last year, you know, coming out and helping Mason beat Effie. And then, you know, we had, obviously, Pero joining up. We had all the various matches between, like, Mason against each member of Thrussy during that time span, too. The cage match with Allie. Um was outstanding and all leading to you know all six of them in the ring billy turning on mason finally like you know as the reluctant canyon or the the reluctant like you know like mason threatening to kill billy's mom <laughs> if, he didn't, if he didn't go along with with his plan and then billy just like Fuck you! I'm done with this shit. You're not holding this over me. You're not gonna. You're not gonna kill my mom. You're not going to like. You know. You're not gonna hold this over my head. I'm going to help my friends. Fuck you both. That we saw at the at the end of that match in L.A. It's just so good. I love and also I love like how this represents like the the diversity of storytelling that we've seen too. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, you have everything from wrestlers literally getting murdered to like these sort of like found family, like mentor, pseudo parental relationships like you got with with Tommy and, and, and Isaac, the minions, the whole minion aspect of the relationship with Athena and Billy, yes. Um, like all the way down to, you know, stuff with Edith and Killian, which yes, Killian has a lot of humor built into his stuff, but a lot of that's a lot of the stuff that the, in his promos um there like really touched on some some topics of like internalized homophobia and internalized prejudices mm-hmm. within the queer well, like especially queer. whenever you look at um yeah what he did with like whenever he was um facing like she dark she um yes i know, haven't seen that match going yet. Into that. but the mm-hmm. promo yes the promo my yeah. god <laughs> mm-hmm. like he's like yeah he can be funny um but like he can kind of like sting you a little bit while he's doing it yes 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 and he's great in the ring oh outstanding in the ring i am very excited to see that match whenever it finally drops very good very good on on (laughs) his uh youtube channel a little bit later this month actually yep um and now so let's talk about moment of the year a little bit these are this is always an interesting category to see what gets nominated because there's so many different things you can kind of classify as a moment and i will say there like there's one nominee here that can maybe like stretches that because it is like multiple moments but I, put, <laughs> like, I couldn't help but put it on there because so many people voted for it and and it makes sense um that being anton Voorhees versus flat screen tvs um because anton likes to bring those things out and usually he gets put through them um <laughs> i mean i think he did help save the world with a flat screen tv he so. did help save the world with a flat screen tv and he did also put brooke havoc so mm-hmm. it's not all the time but there's this something special about an anton Voorhees match where a flat screen tv gets involved um and it's like a constant battle between himself and those things those appliances um of course, Anthony Bowens is he's gay chant. I think one of the most powerful moments from from a pro wrestling presentation that we saw this year, um, especially considering like on national TV and you had an entire like stadium chanting that back at him. like In a positive way. <laughs> yes, in a positive way and an affirming way mm-hmm. like that. That is something that I don't. You know, you always like imagine and hope that you see these things whenever you're you're trying to shift like the cultural place of a, of an art form and that sort of thing. But to actually see it happen in that way was like, I don't, I didn't know if I was ever going to see that in my lifetime. Mm-mm. And to see it actually happen like before I turned forty, like dope. <laughs> like it's just like that, we need that, a couple more smaller steps before we get there <laughs> yes exactly but it's, it's just like such an emotional thing to see too like <laughs> god it's just amazing um billy dixon turning on charles mason in in the uh big gay brunch la main event um another favorite of mine personally i'm glad that there were many people that agreed with this susan tex green punching ac mac and big gay brunch la <laughs> I love this because, like, in talking to AC Mac after that happened, all of that was on the fly. That was not, 
that was not planned to happen, but they were like, just went with it. And Mac went with it, and it created this outstanding moment where you have someone who is there to be honored for her contribution, you know, to to pro wrestling, um, as well as you know for being featured heavily in the Out in the Ring documentary that just mm-hmm. released on Fuse and Fuse Plus, um, and she, you can just you see that she has this in her fucking blood, yo. Like if you never saw a, a tech screen match before this, um. You you saw like the dog that is in her still in her sixties <laughs> in this. And I love seeing like you know like older queer wrestlers like getting their props, getting their flowers yes. because they had to deal with so much. I mean, wrestlers today still have to deal with shit, but they had to deal with a lot. <laughs> Very much so. Very much so. Like it, it was the moment was great to just to have her have a spotlight there but then to see this clash of generations and to see everybody just go with it like it was just oh it was just so good so good um Shea Monet winning the TNT Extreme World title uh beating Charles Crowley in in the main event of the TNT versus GCW show um just outstanding outstanding match the match itself was great the moment was great another very very highly emotional moment to watch happen same with Edith Cyril winning the Enjoy title. Um, you know, you spoke to it a little bit earlier about like the feeling in, in that building and um, just seeing how important that that moment was to so many people beyond just you know Edith and MV. Um, Max AC Max final promo. Um, you know his his retirement. I would I would lump in as well. Like it, it, this specifically the promo at after his final match against Rico at. Uh, the Naptown show was nominated. I would I would put his promo at action alongside this as well. Um, if you haven't seen that promo from 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 Action, where you know he announces retirement, like I think you see exactly what he meant to the Atlanta area and to Action specifically in that promo. You know, he's just seeing people breaking down into tears. You know, at, at one point he's like comforting a child who is just. Weeping about this, this, the loss of like you know, uh, an icon to that region, and it comes through again at, at the Naptown show. I think in a, in a great wider context, you know what he's meant to the community. And he's meant a lot. Like, he hasn't been like around for a long time, you know. Mm-hmm. But he's that time that he's been, um, you know, on the stage that he's been on. That he's made a huge difference. Exactly. I mean, he only his his career is only like nine years, but mm-hmm. he accomplished so much. I mean, Made a first, big impact. Exactly. First out LGBTQ male world champion in the history of pro wrestling, uh, mm-hmm. and did not just rest on that and went on to have one of the better IWTV world title reigns that I have seen. Oh um, yeah, definitely. Over the course of last year, you know, obviously he was the QWI number one, the two hundred last year too. Like, just outstanding way to wrap up a career for him um papa yase winning the pride style championship you know uh, this was a a big moment for someone like papa yase who's been making waves in in vegas and arizona and parts of california um and see him kind of get this this crowning moment and and you know a very a prominent promotion in vegas was a really cool thing to see especially considering that he was in the first match to determine that the 
the inaugural champion against Sandra Moon last year. And, you know, he, he was the one that ended Sandra's reign this year. So just really, really cool, like, redemption for, for Papa there. Um, Ashton Starr winning the inaugural Pride of the Desert tournament. Um, of course, this was the tournament that was uh, put on by Poyo Del Mar and Palms during Palm Springs Pride last month or earlier this month. Um, it's really cool to see like another like new like prize established and to see somebody like Ashton, um, who deserves more accolades, in my opinion, mm-hmm. for sure. Definitely, definitely. Um, add one there. And then wrapping it up with Sunny Kiss making uh, her TNA debut at Bound for Glory. Just what what an amazing moment there for her, especially after all of I the stuff can't that wait came to see out. What, what's gonna happen? You know, there. Um, mm-hmm. I have every that TNA is gonna um do Sunny right. I I I hope so. I hope so. You know, I don't know. You know, we none of us really know at this point, like how what the how long Sonny's going to be there or like what the nature of, of any deal that might be there is. But, you know, I think seeing Sonny get put into that spot with Trinity or earlier this week, I think that that was really key to be like, you know, we see the talent that Sonny has and we want to feature that as mm-hmm. opposed to, you know, you know, Sonny talking about having to beg a W time and getting nothing. Yeah. Um, that broke my heart to hear. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that Sonny is in a, a place where she is more appreciated i think um, like i i felt betrayed by aew the way they treated sunny so i'm sure sunny felt that way yeah like i don't know like this is a, a it's a wide collection of, of moments but all powerful in in their own way um even in terms of humor with anton getting slammed through tvs um i don't know like there's there's a lot this is pro- this is one of the tougher ones, honestly, for me to like even like have people pick from because there's just so many that are so important. Um, but yeah, like a lot of these are are out there. I think the only one that really isn't a hundred percent out there right now is the Pride of the Desert tournament, which is unfortunate. I don't think that they that there was any like full. I don't think the full show was recorded, so. Um, Find what you find what you can, I guess. Like I haven't like yeah. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to LGBT in the ring. Just gonna take a quick break here to let you know uh ways that you can support the show. And say thank you to some very rad people that help make this show uh as amazing as it is. Um, first off, if you would like to support the show, we are on Patreon now, patreon.com slash LGBT ring pod, multiple tiers there for everyone that feels so moved to support this show. We've got numerous, uh, patron benefits over there, uh, including bonus shows that are going to be coming out on monthly, uh, round table of those sort of things. So, uh, definitely go over and check us out uh, again, patreon.com slash LGBT ring pod. Every single dollar that is, uh, pledged there to support the show is very, very humbling. And we thank you. We also have a, a merch store over on Brainbuster Tees. Go to brainbustertees.com and search LGBT in the ring. Uh, you get t-shirts, tank tops, all kinds of good stuff. And, you know, always looking at some new things as well. But uh, definitely check us out on Brainbuster Tees. 
there as well. You can follow the show on social media as well. We're everywhere um, that we have accounts. We're at LGBT RingPod. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, co-host, <laughs> Mastodon, whatever. We're there. Uh, so follow the show there. You can follow me at WonderboyOTM on uh, Twitter and Instagram as well. We also want to give a huge thank you to Sarah and the Safe Word for the show's theme. Formula 666 from the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, or you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp. Another great way to support the show uh, is over at independentwrestling.tv. Check out IWTV for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. You can use our code LGBT ring pod or visit uh, the URL tinyurl.com slash IWTV LGBT. And uh, whenever you, uh, as long as you use that code to open your account and keep that active, we get a kickback from IWTV. So your subscription to watch all the great wrestling that we talk about on this show uh, goes to support the show as well. Thumbs up there. Of course, if you want to read more of my pro wrestling writing, you can check out outsports.com. And if you are into video games, I also co-host a video game news uh, Twitch stream every Monday at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. It's called the Mr. Video Game Super Show. Um, I co-host that with uh, two dear friends and Twitch streamers, uh, Slacker Kite and Lady Merwin. Um, just run through the, the week's gaming news or we throw on a game and play and just have fun and be dumb. It's, it's great. But uh, you can check that out every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific over at twitch.tv slash Entertainment. Sun like the star. With that said, let's get back to the show. Uh Personality of the year. Um, of course, this is for you know on-screen talent in a non-wrestling capacity. Um, you know, like managers, authority figures, referees, that sort of thing. Um, again, diversity is the name of the thing. This year, in terms of like <laughs> you know location and that sort of thing. We have Aubrey Edwards, of course, from AW, a perennial nominee in this category. Um, Doc Atrocity who, you know, is a, a manager and a wrestler for, for a lot of the Bay Area promotions out here. Um, absolute NorCal legend. Um, you know, whether as Doc Atrocity or as Shane Dynasty, it's like definitely um, a major fixture in, in the, the Northern California scene for, for decades at this point. Ref Domino, um, you know, top Referee for, for Hood Slam and Full Queer out here uh, in, in the Bay Area. Heart Eater Boxing. All those, all those refs at Hood Slam are super awesome. They are. You know, except for are. Wiggles. Wiggles is a but, <laughs> Well, fuck Wiggles. Heart <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eater Moxie, the manager of the Exiled uh, for Pride Style Pro uh, and Grab House, Las Vegas based, former wrestler uh, turned manager. Um, just, I, I love her vibe, her vibe, like, just like, you want to talk about like, like goth, like goth baby, like, mm, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, party to Moxie, 
got it in spades. It's just, I don't know, like the character is just so well put together and I love it. Of course, Pollo Del Mar, the two-time defending personality of the year um, here in, in the QWI Awards, the manager of champions, uh, NWA and GCW zone. Um, I, what else can you say about Pollo? Just an amazing all-around talent and highlighter of, of talent and you know, someone who is has been there for a lot of people, um, both in and out of the room. Uh, Rosie the ref. I know I put ref Rosie on here, but Rosie the ref will go by the proper name <laughs> as as I'm talking to you because <laughs> obviously the, another person from your stomping grounds out in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really cool to see uh, her get the nomination there. And then Visage, you know, uh, wrestler who. Didn't really didn't really wrestle this year due to injury and, and took on more of a manager role with Shane Monet in the United Kingdom out in the UK. Um, but obviously that's gonna change because those two are gonna have to fight at some point now. Um, so yeah, like I I I will say like normally with this category it is only five that get nominated, but there were like, you know, some of the nominees had like the same number of votes. So I just decided to expand it a little bit this year. So it's kind of it fluctuates between five to ten. I'll, I'll just say that. So, but yeah, like, I don't know. Do you think anybody on this list can dethrone Pollo? I'm just going to ask you straight up. Um, like- <laughs> I mean, I'd love to see Rosie, but like, I don't know about all that. Um, <laughs> I mean, definitely Aubrey. Aubrey's definitely got like a big fan base. Um, She's a um huge part of AEW, you know, on um on TV every week, you know, does a lot of you know like podcasts and stuff like that too outside of like the regular wrestling stuff so um yeah i think aubrey has a chance i would agree with you on that i feel like you know i feel like massaged being like the only uk representative here might have the entire country on their back um <laughs> in this and that that can make for some interesting uh results going forward but but yeah like it like i think aubrey uh, Aubrey and, and Pollo have established that they 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 can get votes there. I'm very curious to see how, how the others do because I I lo- you know I love all of these all of these performers. I was really happy to see Doc Atrocity get that nod too. Like I said, like I think that's someone who was absolute like icon of Northern California scene that doesn't always get the the props that, that he deserves there. So that was really cool. To see. But yeah, we'll see what happens. You know. I'm I'm very curious to see if if you, you know, we get all the the Brits backing Visage in that and and how that makes it a fight. Voice of the year, um, second year that we've had this award. Um, this is uh, the top LGBTU like commentator, ring announcer, backstage interviewer, basically anybody else that has a mic on on these awards or all these shows rather. And um, you know, <laughs> very much like the glitter bombs. Um, I feel like this is granted it's only the second year we've done it, but Beta Scott, I, I feel like is is someone who obviously has dominated the glitter bombs in, in a, the similar there mm-hmm. on on your show. Um, but you know, last year ran away with this. Um, but that doesn't mean that that's going to happen this year. We have a pretty stacked. Here. And I love that almost every member of the Hood Slam announcer announce booth got nominated. The only one we're missing <laughs> is Wonder Dave. 
<laughs> which is unfortunate because Wonder Dave, I think, is underrated for by people. But like, it's also a very crowded booth at times. That God, it's just so good. So we have Anton Voorhees um, nominated as a commentator as well uh, for Hood Slam and, and Glam. We're Rosa Joe Brody, of course, the voice of fucking Hood Slam. He's so amazing. Yes, like there's no one else like him in wrestling. No, no, not at all. Like he's he's built himself into such a unique character and personality. But like, it, Hood Slam would not be Hood Slam without Rosa on the mic. Mm, exactly. Honestly, mm-hmm. like um, I think I watched one show that like he wasn't there, and like. Um, I think it was Bartman and someone doing commentary. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, it was so good, but it felt different. You exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Mark Adams, uh, commentator and ring announcer over at uh, in the UK for multiple companies. I think most no- notably TNT Extreme. Um, also done some work with True Grit. Um, and they, yeah, I think he got a um a lot more eyes on him or ears on him. Whenever um he did the GCW shows, yes, yeah, the TNT GCW shows um definitely put him into a higher profile. I think the Big Gay Brunch UK also did too. Even though you know I I don't know how many people stateside that have seen that show yet, but you know if you watch that show, like I think Mark like so much about like his passion for what he does comes through as well as his passion for his community and seeing his community spotlighted in that way. Plus he's just an outstanding commentator. Like I just really mm-hmm. love, love his work. Uh, Val Capone, of course, another favorite of, of so many, um, <laughs> you know, out of the Chicago area, you know, working with freelance and GCW and warrior there. And then of course we talked about Veda already. Big step the for Veda this year, though, you know, getting that New Japan spot. That mm-hmm. was a really awesome thing to see Veda get get called on to, to do some, some work for New Japan here in America. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and ask if Veda can be dethroned because we've only done this word once. You know, I have to I'll wait and see for like multiple years in a row before that. But this this just feels like a very, very crowded room. Um, with it, about to me, it's, it's Rosoth and Veda. Yeah. I mean, that's to me. No disrespect to anybody else. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think Rosoth, just because he has like such that, um, powerful personality, um, I think I definitely put him up there. I would definitely agree with you on that. I love whenever they work together at Hood Slam because mm-hmm. like it's, it's just such a, diametric difference in personality <laughs> but it works so well um uh, or like veda and wonder day just basically any combination of, of the hood slam announced team mm-hmm. is, is outstanding but also again like we have one representative from the uk we could get an entire country it's like propping up their dude here so we'll, this the, i feel like this is going to be a, a tighter tighter race than last year let's say um that Promotion of the year. I said this before we hit record, but I am thoroughly pleased that so much West Coast representation got put onto the ballot by all of you that voted this year. Um, of course, Full Queer and Hood Slam, both both based out of the Bay Area, Pride Style Pro, Las Vegas, Wrestle Drag, a uh, company based out of Arizona, um, 
which has been putting on some really fun shows featuring a lot of uh, cool talent. You know, people like Jamie Senegal, like people like Charles Cassis, you know, who just retired down there now um, in Arizona. Um, people like, I think Tommy Burr has been on their shows down there too. Just a really cool company that's, you know, just hitting their stride after a couple of years of running. And then, of course, Uncanny Attractions down in Austin, the revitalized uh, Uncanny Attractions that has, I think, been doing a lot of fun, interesting stuff and, and bringing in a lot of that Texas crew that, you know, it's just... Yeah, I think they've been, like, trying different things. And, like, I think with the last show, they really, like, are, um, you know, on stride. Definitely. You know, and, and especially like, to see, um, like... The MV all... versus um, freaking John Wayne Murdoch match. Oh, was my crazy. God. <laughs> I love that that match happened at an uncanny show, by the way. <laughs> like, because I feel like MB, like MB always has these, it's very interesting who MB wrestles at uncanny shows. Like, dating mm-hmm. back to, like, when they were running in Brooklyn, right? Because, like, the first uncanny show that I saw was, like, MB versus Funny Bone. Okay. It was just so fucking outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Especially and so in that different atmosphere. From everything. Yeah, exactly. It, it's so different from everything else on that show, too. Like, it's just... It's just wild. And then like to see like now that they're down in Austin, like him versus Brian Keith on, on those shows and him and Murdoch on, on that on the last show. It's, it's just I don't know. Like they're doing some they're doing something really cool down there in, in Texas and also highlighting so much of the of the young, you know, queer talent that's coming up in Texas too. You know, people like mm-hmm. Devin Carter and Zakai Living. Oh Caleb, Devin Caleb Carter Shane had a Cartier. great match with Ray Lynn. Yes. Yes, he did. My God so good um so yeah like i obviously like this i think this is the first year the pro wrestling vibe didn't didn't get a nod and it's unfortunate that the that they had to uh close uh this year but you know here in spirit i will definitely say but this is this is i don't know i i love i love the fact that we're seeing more of the country represented here i love this is like the only category where there's like no east coast nods nominations mm-hmm. which is a really interesting thing to or see british. considering or british yeah considering mm-hmm. how focused on the east coast like the queer wrestling scene has been over the last couple of years you know so i don't know like i'm i'm just very i'm very happy to see what we have here obviously Full queer, you can see a lot of their stuff on their YouTube channel, Hood Slam, Fight Plus, Pride Style, YouTube, um, Uncanny. They they a lot all their shows are up on Title Match, um, and Wrestle Drag. Um, they have stuff up on YouTube as well. They don't much like Pride Style and Full Queer. They don't live stream their shows to my knowledge, but um, definitely seek out some of their stuff. Bryn Thorne, another really talent. Richie Coy's on on their shows. Damien Desire. I, the more I talk I about it, the more. Whenever I saw um, them at um, um, Hood Slam. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Richie, Richie is, is is a really awesome talent. We're, we're going to talk more about Richie here in just okay. a minute, though, uh, because uh, they got nominated in another category. But first, let's talk about Rookie of the Year. This is always one of my favorite categories to, to watch develop. During the nomination process, because um, I think you have like people that are really dedicated to their individual scenes that are nominating people, 
for this category mm-hmm. because like uh, especially on the indie circuit like people that are in like their rookie years or like you know their rookie period if you want to extend that out to maybe like the first year or two like outside of their own like scenes like you don't necessarily have like this wide view of, of people right but this really shows like people that are dedicated to their scenes and the people that are dedicated to watching more than just what they're what is in their region um as well and they there's a number of people that i that got votes for this that i was very pleased to see i think we have a really good uh crew of nominees here though um very strong list uh brian bomb of course wrestling out of the fallout shelter up in brooklyn um they're putting out so much good talent Yes, they do. They, Masha, Masha knows how to train them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Brian made his Battle Club Pro debut earlier this year. You know, he's wrestled for Full Queer. Uh, just made his Monster Factory debut, like I think last night. Right. Um, so like really cool to see him there. Nick's Wild, one half of uh, Wildflowers, someone who you are again very very familiar with mm-hmm. as one of the stars of 880 over the last year. Uh, up there in New Kensington, and I think it helps with um with the young wrestlers out of 880 that they do have the weekly shows that they put online so that you know everyone can see them and um you know there's but there's not like a ton of pressure on them on those shows either you know they can try new things and stuff like that but um Nix yeah Nix has a tag team with Tatiana the Wildflowers. And um, both members of that tag team are non-binary. Mm-hmm. And they also had a huge feud with um, Zeke Mercer this year. Yes. Yes, they did. They also got a shot at the Enjoy Tag Titles, if I'm not mistaken. They did yes. have a shot at the Tag Titles, yes. Yes, which is really, really cool to get that kind of opportunity in, in your first year in the mm-hmm. ring. Uh, of course, Finesse out of uh, Tennessee, um, probably most notably seen uh, at TWE in Chattanooga, one half of the current TWE Tag Team Champions, uh, and really cool uh, moment that happened um, earlier this month there for for him, and of course made his Big Gay Brunch debut in Chicago at Big Gay Brunch 7, in that opening trip threat with Alex Mays and, um, and Ashton Starr, so... Definitely someone that, that is on the rise. I think, um, I think, I'm trying to remember, I want to say that he is trained by Carrie Awful, which is, um, oh God, I, I, I can't recall off the top of my head. I'll just edit this part out. That sounds great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's Carrie Awful, <coughs> but I don't want to, I'll, I'll double check before I. You don't want to give Carney's credit. um and then someone who because of like you know i'm not normally like a super homer i have passion for where i come from and that sort of thing but i'm not i'm not like into the whole like nationalism aspect of that sort of stuff but i will say uh if there's a wrestler that is coming out of marietta georgia uh my old stomping grounds where i drank way too much in my twenties, uh, I'm going to celebrate them. And Soraya, Soraya Saber, um, coming out of Marietta, fucking Georgia, um, and really building up a, a strong resume in in her rookie year. 
here. It's just amazing to see, you know, getting the shot to go up to to beyond and, and wrestle on Wrestling Open against Armani Chaos um, earlier this month. Got to see um, her make history in Tennessee and Georgia, you know, to both matches in both states. Like she had the first match that featured trans women wrestling one another, you know, the singles match against uh, um, uh, um daughter of Tear in TWE. And then uh, a match against uh, a tag. I think it was a tag match where Andy Ripley was on the other side of, okay. of the coin there in in uh, southern states down in Georgia. Um, just really awesome history making moments already. So young into her career there. It's really cool to see. And then ZZ, uh, the one UK representative here, someone who you know has already like built herself into a champion. Um, just about like less than a year and a half, two years into into her um, career already. You know, she won the Elevation Women's Championship. She won the House of Pain Women's Championship, you know, um, and has been featured heavily on, you know, on various promotions throughout the UK. Main evented uh, TNT Extreme's first uh, Sirens Fury show, their women's wrestling uh, show against Alley Catch earlier this year. Um, just really building herself into a supremely talented young wrestler. All, all not even twenty-one yet, and already has has built herself into a name in throughout the UK scene. There, um, God, this is just such a really cool mix of, of talent to see like get nominated for for this award here. Um, especially considering the lineage of this, you know, the first year. Kid Bandit won this award. Last year, Rico Gonzalez won this award. Wow. I, feel like, I feel like if you win this, if you win this, you are set up. You're going to have a killer ha- year the next year. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it has just turned, it's turned into that. So, like, I don't, this is, this, this is probably going to be, like, the thin, the thinnest of margins of any category, I feel like, for so many people. Um. Just because of- I feel like because of the brunch, Vanessa is probably the most well-known person on the list. Do mm-hmm. you agree with that? I think so. I, I think so. But maybe if you're talking about like in the U.S. for sure, mm-hmm. I, obviously ZZ probably more well-known in the U.K. Okay. But but I think that um, I think all of these people though are like are already like widening where people see them because you know like you know brian bomb is like already like wrestled in brooklyn and in the bay you know sabers already wrestled like in in the southeast and already made her way to the northeast she actually challenged for the primos women's championship out in colorado here too like that's the thing like that we're seeing is like a lot of these people are already expanding like where they go and and you know, they're not just sticking to a region, even just in like their first or second years in, in the ring. And it's really cool to see that they're already wanting to expand those boundaries for themselves. Um, I think that's part of like the modern, like your newer trainers, because mm-hmm. I think like a lot of the people like before, like in prior generations were like more of the old school people, you know, you just stay in your area your first couple of years. But then, like the newer, I think the newer train of thought is just get out there, you know. <laughs> yes, yeah, and I think it's I think that people are better for it, you know. Mm-hmm, definitely. And, I don't and, think you learn a ton just staying in your own city. No, I mean, 
No, you, you don't, especially if you overstay that mm-hmm, and, exactly. wait, and wait too long to, to, to branch out there. But, but no, like it's, it's really cool to see that happening for all these people. I'm, I am going to be watching this one with plenty of popcorn because like I said, like the rookie of the year is always like a thin margin category. I feel like, and, um, I don't think that's going to change this year. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about breakout star of the year. Um, so, of course, this is a you know category basically looking at pro wrestler that's due for an explosion in twenty in the next year. So in twenty twenty four, coming off of their year in twenty twenty three, um, we have a number of great representatives here and. <laughs> Oh God! Let's just run through them because I know I know the one we're gonna talk about at the end here, but there's so many others to touch on before we get there. And and <laughs> well, everybody be patient. We're gonna talk about Rico. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so kicking off with Angelo Carter, uh, the Money Dragon. Uh, one amazing. Yes, so good. You know, got that Blitzkrieg Pro Tag Team Title run with uh with Jay George. Earlier this year, coming out of T2T Brooklyn, just amazing talent. So many, um, so many cool people coming out of that T2T school. Oh my god, yes. So they they know how to not just like build people into good wrestlers, but build people into like these these great characters. Mm-hmm. So cool to see all the different unique takes on on identities that come out of there. Uh, Anton Voorhees, of course, foot slam favorite. Uh, Helen Charlotte Campbell, uh, the lone UK representative here in the category, but someone who has been making noise since coming back to the ring uh, post-transition. Um, Laura Frazier, the adventurous, another Hood Slam favorite, former um, one half of the Intergalactic Tag Team Champions out here, has won multiple other titles in, in the Bay um, themselves on, the, on their own. Um, Papayase, Current Pride Style champion has held belts in pretty much every promotion in Vegas this year, I want to say, um, as well as some in California. It's just really continuing to build himself into a name on the West Coast. Richie Coy, um, someone who is really starting to break out himself, um, especially in full queer and getting the Hood Slam uh, appearance earlier this year. Um, you know, a, sta- a staple on the Santino Bros shows too down in LA just like really really killing it and then Rico Gonzalez mm-hmm. um Rico has been everywhere you know big gay brunches um action PWE freelance I don't know if I can name every promotion that he that he's been at this year Rico's been all over the place and Rico has been has been killing it and racking up championships you know whether it be locally at WWA4 Went into the MidwestTerritory.com championship chain for a while there. Uh, and then, of course, just having those stellar like retirement matches with AC Mac, both at Action and at Naptown. Um, yeah, Rico Rico is, is paying off on that whole winning rookie of the year, setting you up for a, break, a breakaway year following that. Is that the ladder? We got, we got rookie of the year, then breakout, and then like wrestler... I think so. I mean, Bandit kind of skipped breakout. <laughs> Bandit went straight from rookie <laughs> of the year to wrestler of the year nominee last year. Um, but I feel like this is this is definitely the the latter here. Rookie to breakout to, to wrestler of the year. Like 
Um, so like Rico is going to be. Stiff I mean, I can definitely see Rico in that competition next year. I definitely can. I definitely can too. Um, but yeah, like just what what a collection of of people here. You know, Laura Frazier, another person making that jump from you know nominated for Rookie of the Year last year and and now being nominated for bright for Breakout of the year. And, and also interesting too, Angelo and Anton were both nominated for breakout star of the year last year as well. And, and getting nominated again this year. So like, it's, it's really interesting. I feel like this is where I love that Anton is getting more, more profile now. I think more so than, than any time that, that he's had um, in recent years. Um, Angelo to the same end. Uh, and then, you know, Papa, and and Richie are both like really building names for themselves out there with companies that aren't really live stream that often. Mm-hmm. You know, they their their stuff is getting out there more on on VOD or YouTube and that sort of thing. But there's still highly highly impressive talents. So um, I'm I'm curious. Every every area is covered. Exactly. You know, you have Northeast. You have the West. Um, you have um England. And then you have the South. Yes, exactly. Like it's it's all it's all over the place, and that's what we want this to represent. And I love that it's it's falling into place in that way. Um, and the same can be said for event of the year because you know we're all over the place here too. Effie's Big Gay Brunch LA, Effie's Big Gay Brunch UK, uh, <laughs> Full Queer Fulton Street Fair, Hood Slam American Scream, the night that the Fallen were defeated. I feel uh, you, by, could, you could pick almost any Hood Slam show. When I tell you how many different Hood Slam shows were nominated <laughs> for this, um, yes, that spread the vote out a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, American Scream did get did get uh, enough to to make the ballot, um, which I think is fitting considering it was the show that the Fallen were defeated. Um, how entertainments you better work now? This is a pride show that was put on in the Chicagoland area um, or that was really the, the brainchild of Matteo Valentine, Joey Mayberry and, and, and Moondog Murray. Um, and this show, you know, it's the full show is, I haven't been able to find the full show available online. There are multiple matches that are available online. Um, but the main event with Effie versus Matteo Valentine was, uh, I think is a, really important match for people to see for um the not just the area where this show was held but also for um for Mateo um himself you know i think i think that th- that was a very powerful show f- from some of the matches that i saw haley shadows another person on that show i think had a really powerful promo after her match with uh with a uh, bombshelly out there so really really cool show I'm, and Excited that it happened, and they're going to do it again next year. So hopefully, you better work is a is a staple going forward. There, pro wrestling vibe, Bromatica, of course, the final pro wrestling vibe show. Um, what a fucking day that was! What a what a moment that entire show was. Honestly, like being there live in the building for that, um, it was emotional. Uh, but what a catharsis to end on with the. The main event there, Faye Jackson and Darius Carter. Um, I don't know, like it's just uh, it it bums me out that we don't have pro wrestling vibe around. Um, 
but we always have Bromatica to go back to. Um, and then the uh, Pride of the Desert tournament, um, which again, like there's not a ton of footage out there of it, but like a lot of really cool West Coast talent featured there, as well as you know Ashton Starr coming from the East Coast. We had the U.S. debut of Lara Dominatrix, you know, a, a, a drag queen wrestler from Puerto Rico, um, which is really cool to see there um and then some people that don't normally get to pop up on on pride shows that showed up there like you know people like gypsy mac who i think people might not you know understand that, that you know she's part of the community as well um and so really cool to to see all that there um i don't know like considering you know how like widely known a lot of these shows are like what what stands out are there any that stand out to you He's like, uh, Don, sorry. <laughs> Bottled that question um, bad. I mean, definitely both of the brunches, you know, I figure are going to be, you know, your leading contenders. Um, Yeah, like I said, Hood Slam, you could probably put a bunch of different Slam events on there. And um, they're deserving because I think all of our shows are stories unto themselves. Um, And, um, it's like, I don't know, kind of like a TV show. Like, if you watch it by itself, you'll be entertained. But if you know the whole story going into it, you, it adds a little bit more to it. Mm -hmm. It rewards you for the dedication that you put. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. There. And then Vibe, I think we finally got, like, the, um, the payoff from um, the previous Vibe show where um, it left, left everyone in chaos whenever, you know, evil Darius Carter um, beat Billy. Yes, yes. I think a lot of things really paid off there. You had, like, the that that trios with Team Edith versus Team Killian was mm -hmm. outstanding. You know, um, the Rain on Me match with Ashton Star <laughs> and Allie Catch. I, I, look, this is where I, the one place I will put my bias in here real quick. I am bummed that did not get nominated for match of the year because <laughs> I absolutely adore that match. Oh my God. So unique and so like out of the box thinking um, that it really signals like the creative process that, that Billy and Lowe brought to pro wrestling vibe. And I think it's just another reason why it, it's a bummer that it's, it's gone at this point now. Um, but yeah, like all these shows, present themselves in similar yet different ways. And and I think that it, it's a, it's really cool to see. Plus they highlight different talent. You know, you have Powell, mm -hmm. people in the Chicago and Midwest area, and just really cool to see. I'm I'm waiting for the Pride show that happens in the South. I guess I don't have to wait that much longer. Big gay Thanksgiving's coming up next week. Yeah, so, yeah. Or, or yeah, later this week. week or as, this week, yeah. 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 As this airs this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to... A, Probably the most hotly debated category. Oh, I think this is the category most people want to be in, too. Yes, very much so. Best look. Um, of course, this isn't necessarily nominating specific looks, but it's more about the collection of looks that you give throughout the year. Um, and we got is, is we got one person some. just butt stuff. Is that their look? I mean. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't, there's 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 a clip circulating on the LGBT at the ring Twitter 
uh, that's getting a lot of likes right now for one Anton Voorhees as to maybe why he got nominated for best look this year from Folsom Street Fair. Um, and I can understand it. <laughs> so I have Anton Voorhees, uh, Adam Bolt out of the UK, um, Dark Sheik, uh, because of course, I everything, mean, everything that Mar that Marlena look at Big Gay Brunch 7. Mm -hmm. My God. Uh, Eddie McQueen, fucking look legend. Let's be real. Um, Effie, of course. Matteo Valentine, just love, love, love the various looks from Matteo. I also love that, you know, there was one show where he actually had to come out in like a, a cat girl maid outfit, which was very, mm -hmm. very fun. Uh, Max the Impaler, former winner of this category, Max the Impaler, um, mm -hmm. because just look at them. But they, they are so much, look at that list. And like, they're so much different than everyone else. Exactly. It's, it's amazing. I love, I love every time that Max gets nominated for this because like, that is a fucking, that is so different. Especially yeah, like, so if you follow the evolution. Yes. Oh my of God. What their look has been. You know what I mean? You could kind of always see it coming to like what it is now. But like it's just so amazing now. Yes, yes, it is. Um, Money, power, respect. Also nominated, of course, had that great Elton John look at Big Gay Brunch LA. Mm -hmm. we just saw Marco unveil his new Beyonce-inspired gear, mm -hmm. um, which is, is definitely a look. Uh, wow, wow, wow. Uh, Poyo Del Mar, um, winner of this category last year, uh, and you know, look, server du jour for sure. Every time that Poyo shows up somewhere, it's it's a it's a fucking key. And then timeless Tony Storm in her only nomination this year. Um, the um the AEW Women's Champion, Timeless Tony yes. Storm. Yes, yes. This this new evolution that we've seen from Outcast Tony Storm into, into Timeless Tony Storm here. Um Obviously, we talked about Max, and we and we talked about you know a few other people uh, uh, here. But does anybody in particular like stand out? Um, you know, like other than Max, definitely Dark Sheik because I feel like she, you know, tries so many different looks. You know, whether it's um, you know, something that's you know from pop culture or something that's from like comic books. And stuff like that. And, you know, like all of them just, you know, seem to hit. Yeah. I mean, everything from, you know, the, the Samus look to the Emma Frost to Marlena to uh, the Spider Gwen to the Sandman looks. It's just, oh, it's just, it's all over the place. Like, I, I, I love that Adam Bolt got nominated here because Adam Bolt's presentation is very, like, I think more like traditional, like pretty boy sort of look. But he, but he does it so well, and he carries it with, with like a sense of attitude that I think adds to, adds to it very, very well. You know, it's, it's very much like you know, is you know, obviously wrestler in the UK, but very much has this like I'm like a, I'm like Hollywood A-lister mindset, and and it bleeds through in the look, even like the even though it is like kind of traditional in that way. Is it timeless? I mean, can anybody really say they're timeless? <laughs> When compared to Tony Storm, come on. Okay. 
like her her transition from like the character that she was playing before which you know like just kind of blended in with the other two people in her group to like what she is now i think has just been like amazing yes it is it i think it shows a completely different side to her like creative brain mm-hmm and I'm sure RJ has something to do with that. <laughs> oh, I'm hot. You cannot look at that at that character and not think RJ City. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> he is a creative consultant for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, but yes, that look is always a, a highly contested category, and I'm very curious to see who comes out on top there, if we're going to have a repeat winner or if we'll have a, a new a new winner there. It's just like always hotly contested. Uh, journalist slash writer of the year. Some of the, the not, moving into like some of the non-wrestler awards here. Um, of course, highlighting the top LGBTQ wrestling journalist or columnist of the year. We have um, last year's winner, Polly Pratt. Uh, of course, the alter ego of Pollo Del Mar uh, writing for Pro Wrestling Illustrated. We have Ella J from Russell Zone and Wrestling Inc. Um, also the uh, the host of a Wrestling Gal podcast. Jack Burley from BBC Sport, uh, who also hosts the uh, the BBC LGBT Sport podcast out there. Um, James, uh, I apologize, James. I meant to DM you to ask how to pronounce your last name, and I forgot to, so I'm going to try my best here. Uh, James uh, Lascola uh, from Top Rope Writing. Um, uh, by gender um, writer covering Deathmatch, um, which I think, especially considering how many queer representatives we have in the Deathmatch scene now, really cool to see that we have definitely, that same definitely. representation in covering Deathmatch um, there. And then, of course, Wade Keller, the one of the progenitors of, of this whole ecosystem that we all work in um, for the pro wrestling torch there. Um, I'm, I'm curious to ask, as someone, obviously, we're both members of the media here. Like, what what do you think of of the uh, the nominations? Um, I think Wade's definitely like almost like an icon of the industry. So, um, always a top contender. Um, I think Ella's definitely you know made a name for herself within the past you know year or so too. Yeah, I I think Ella like seeing seeing her rise to prominence over the last year or two has been really awesome to see jack as well um you know someone who i've had on the podcast before um but has been doing really great work in covering you know the the queer for wrestling scene in the uk as well like a number of of people that have been featured on the qwy list in the past have been on his show in the last year and it's just really i think really highlighting the the up-and-coming queer talent over there on with his work both in print and and on uh, audio as well which I, I think, think we, i think sorry. it's important that we have you know queer representation not just on like the websites and podcasts that focus on queer wrestling but also on like the more mainstream ones too exactly exactly and i think that's where a lot of value for jack's work comes because it is right there on the BBC Sport website, you know, like the the largest like news broadcaster in the country in the UK 
as someone that is that is doing that work and that's really that's awesome, pretty awesome. um and that feeds right into our next category for for podcast online creator of the year i i wish i had a less clunky name for it but it that that's what we're working <laughs> with um of course bbc's the bbc lgbt lgbt sport podcast is nominated here as well as britain glitter um so we do have a nominee here on the show <laughs> with us today uh queen of the ring alex lajas um you know all of the work that that she does she does okay. a lot of stuff she's really yes. good. ring the bell uh returning winner from last year um you know ds shen what what he does alongside like joey mayberry and paloma star over on the the ring the bell youtube channel is a really really uh fun look at women's wrestling um over there and then weekend at effie's um which has become the the go-to place to hear um effie go off uh and talk <laughs> about his his various experiences and that sort of thing um as you well like as the tea or the or the gossip oh. <laughs> oh it's very it's very much like the, the kiki of the podcast world at this point <laughs> <laughs> But um, but yeah, like I, I love to see you know grit and glitter and and ring the bell and you know returning here. We get at Effie's, you know, they won the, this this award the first year round, so we got two returning winners. Grit and glitter always uh right there, challenging for the top spot. First year that we've seen a podcast not based in the U.S. get nominated too with, awesome. with the BBC podcast, which is really fun to see. Um, so I this one is always. A little, a little tough too. I think, especially considering that we have two past winners now, and Grit Glitter's profile continues to grow. You know, like, and we have a podcast from again the largest news organization in fucking Britain on on the, the list of nominees now. Like, I feel like this is going to be a more of a dogfight than than it might have been in past years, and and that excites me just because of like how widespread. The um, the pre- not just the the coverage of LGBTQ pro wrestling, but the presence of LGBTQ people within that coverage continues. I think a lot of us just you know like love wrestling, and we want to see the diversity in it, and we want to be able to promote the people that um you know we love and we relate to, and I think that's you know like a big part of it, and I think you can see the passion in each one of those. Oh, a hundred percent. Definitely, definitely. And speaking of passion, that brings us to our our final our award here, our end cap, uh, the Flowers Award, which um, is of course given to the uh, LGBTQ person who whose contributions impacted the world of pro wrestling the most in and out of the ring in in 2023. Um, this is not just about your wrestling prowess, but more so about cultural impact. I would say than anything. Um, this is like the closest thing to like, um, I guess like a, a, I hesitate to even say like hall of fame sort of thing, because I don't even want to start exploring. A lifetime achievement award. Can there we go. That? That's a better way for it. Yeah. A lifetime come like, except like a year. This is your yearly achievement. Award. <laughs> <laughs> for everything that, that you've done for continuing to build the community than the pro wrestlings uh, and that sort of stuff. So we have AC Mack, of course, retired early this year, first um, out LGBTQ male world champion. Um, huge, huge figure uh, there. Adam Bolt, 
you know, I think mostly got mostly is getting this nod for this award because of you know the impact of sharing his story and and how that has kind of ruminated within um, the UK pro wrestling scene. There, um, Dark Sheik, Hood Slam. I think that's really like what she has built with Hood Slam and how it has influenced into independent wrestling. And I Not think just, within the past couple of years, like her impact in DCW even. Oh, you know what yes, I mean? Because she's sure. a regular, she's a regular there now. Yes. I, it, we've seen GCW slowly like bringing more queer talent there. And I feel like, you know, Dark Sheet being one of the first beyond like Effie and Allie that mm-hmm. really got that opportunity. And, like, and more female talent. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And more, yes, more female talent too. Like, like I think Dark Sheet played a huge role and helping break down that that wall a bit um to the same end effie you know i mean the big gay brunch went international this year for fuck's sake like who would have ever thought that the that the big gay brunch would have gone international at this point like we had an event in the uk they're doing it again next year you know we're they're bringing the big gay like the big gay brunch to the south with the th- with the big gay thanksgiving next year or next week this week whatever time is a fucking <laughs> flat circle um like it's just amazing to see just how the influence of effie continues to spread uh throughout the world of pro wrestling um, jack murley a uh, journalist and podcaster for the bbc um host of the bbc lgbt sport podcast you know definitely getting the nod here for um all of the the work that he's done to highlight the uk scene and the people within it over there um kid bandit um you know stepped into a producer role with pandemonium pro earlier this year like you know has been really not just in terms of like their own wrestling but has been working to i think learn many facets of the of the business and try and impact um the impact wrestling in that way too um and continues to see you know, her own profile grow too with, you know, all these appearances in the UK, uh, in Canada now. It's just, I don't know, like Bandit continues to like wow me with how quickly she has risen in prominence. Um, Barco Mayor, Full Queer co-founder. Um, I think Full Queer has really blossomed this year into a promotion that, you know, not just highlights queer talent, but heavily is influenced by queer culture. Um, that's really awesome to continue to see that assimilation there. Poyle Del Mar, you know, who won this award last year, um, just again, you know, someone who all, if you're talking about the infusion of like queer culture and pro wrestling, I think Polio is, is right there on, on the front line of that too. Rosie fingers, you know, the other half of the team behind that runs full queer. Now, same, same thing with Marco, just the continued, mixing and, and normalization of queer culture within pro wrestling. It's just really, really fun to see. Plus a pretty good wrestler in, in her own right. And then of course, Veda Scott. Um, Veda, you know, continuing to break down barriers for, you know, them presenting uh, and women uh, workers within the industry, you know, whether it be in the ring or behind the commentary table. Um, I think that their work with with Enjoy, their work with GCW, really set themselves up to get that spot in New Japan and blow people away with with that. And 
I, I, it's not really a statement to say anymore that Veda should be employed full time by a major company, you know. But I'm going to keep think, saying I think that's it. Just like an obvious statement, you know what I mean? Ex exactly. But it's not going to stop me from saying it though. <laughs> <laughs> as often as I can. Exactly. Exactly. Plus, a very outspoken advocate for for the mm -hmm. community too. You yeah. know, in social spaces too. This is really cool to see. Um. And so, I think like every time like they get a big push or, you know, something like that, or they get a lot of new followers, they'll like put out like their, you know, tweet or whatever saying, you know, I am a non-binary person and things like that. So it's not like, you know, they are trying to put that out front and be like, hey, this is who I am. Exactly. Like it, it's one of those things is like, this is, this is my identity. You're going to respect it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I love the power that that sends and, and how empowering that can be for the people that, that see that too. Yeah, people definitely. That... So like, yeah, if you were a queer person and you just like followed Veda because like you thought they were an awesome commentary and you saw that, I think that's definitely empowering. Definitely, for sure. Um, This is one of those categories where like, I feel like everyone should win. You can't go um, wrong. <laughs> no. There's not a bad choice. There isn't, there isn't. Um, course there could only be one winner every year the first year we had sunny kiss won. last year poyo won um i can't even i can't even try to not that i would make a pick because i'm i've tried to not put my own bias into these things as much mm -hmm. as i can for for the listeners and everything like that but i wouldn't even know who to pick like i i this is i don't even this is such a hard this would be such a hard choice if i was actually voting myself i can't even imagine what what everybody else is feeling so i don't know in my head i would think like Sheik, affy veda would be like probably your um leading candidates at least from america's standpoint mm -hmm. yeah I, i'm curious to see you know how the the, the uk people as well you know with jack and adam um, just because like again mm -hmm. i don't know like it's it's just interesting continue to see the growth of that space and to see like just the the wide array of of talent from the uk that have, that have made the ballot this year it's just like i love that that scene is thriving and and rising again post like the NXT, nxt uk thing and, and to the point that you know so many queer people within it are really carving out their own spaces and um, so next year we got to get some of our aussie friends in here Yes, 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 <laughs> we, we do. Like, I love, look, Charlie. Well, I we, had, I, we had Charlie, right? We had Charlie, yes, but mm -hmm. there, there are plenty more. Like, I, I want to see Kingsley maybe get a nod, mm -hmm. um, you know, um, for sure. So, I don't know. Like, this, I, I love this ballot. I love how the nominations worked out. And I cannot thank all of you listeners enough for submitting your nominations like we had the most nomination ballots submitted that we've had for these awards so far this year and i'm pretty sure we're gonna top the amount of responses for the final ballot this year too like as we're we're recording this like 24 hours after the ballot right we're already at 1300 votes we're already oh, wow. at 1300 ballots submitted that's so, great yeah so we're gonna we're, I have a feeling we're going to break what we did last year. Uh, so, but yeah. They're all me just voting for the Pittsburgh people. I had a feeling. 
which is okay because again you can vote multiple times <laughs> i encourage you to vote multiple times <laughs> <laughs> you know if you're split on two people just vote for each one once exactly exactly nothing stopping you <laughs> but don thank you thank you for coming on this little experiment of a show um <laughs> take you some time out of your day to... thank you so much for having me no, of course, of course. Let everybody know where, where they can find you online and where they can check out uh, your work. Um, I'm on the, the Twitter at Don Hollowell one. Um, Hollowell was spelled like um ginger spice or the charmed ones. And um the on PW Ponderings. Um typically every Monday or Tuesday we put out a um recap of all the women's matches from the week before. And any you know match announcements or anything that have happened that week, and you could find me on um as part of the Glitterati on Britain Glitter. Yes, yes, Don does outstanding work, and I'm very happy that we were able to finally get you get you on the show here. Um, definitely have to do this again sometime. <laughs> All right, thank you again, Don. Thanks. My thanks once again to Don for, for coming on the show and running through the ballot with me here and uh, helping me, I guess, do this little experiment. I have a feeling this is going to be a thing that we do uh, next year and, and continue on in the years to come with the QWI Awards for sure. Um, that's going to do it for this episode, though. Um, we're still planning to have our Thanksgiving episode coming out uh on thursday so come back for that as well but other than that y'all have a wonderful holiday um no matter who you're celebrating with you know whether it's uh, blood family chosen family friends um community um whoever you're celebrating with we, we hope that everyone has a, a wonderful holiday out there and, and come back uh because we're we're getting on that road <laughs> to the QWI. Um, actually, one well, saying we're getting, we're on it. We're on it at this point. The ballot's out. The list is coming out just starting on December 1st. So we're going to be off next week. Um, and then we'll be back for our big QWI 200 wrap-up show um, on December 7th. So come back for that. We'll be ready and raring to go with the list for sure. Um, of course, if you want to support the show, you can do so over at patreon.com slash LGBT ring pod. You can join the roster of lovelies for uh, $3, $3 tier there. And then the $5 tier, you get our bonus shows um, like required reading and it was all fun ones and other stuff like that. We do have another episode of required reading coming here at the end of the month too. So keep your eyes peeled for that there. Um, and of course, being part of the roster of lovelies gets you a shout out on every single episode of LGBT Ring Pod, just like Val Capone, Alex E, and Jerry Legend. So definitely, if you, if you feel so moved, support the show over there, uh, patreon.com slash LGBT Ring Pod. If that's not feasible for you, completely understand word of mouth, reviews, um, shares on socials, like are always wonderful ways as well. We, we love the support that we continue to get from all of you. Um, yeah, it's just amazing to continue to see that, that level of support for, for the work that we do here on the show. So y'all have a great Thanksgiving. We'll be back in a couple weeks, but until then y'all stay messy 
wash your hands, wear your mask, get vaccinated and boosted if at all possible. Same goes for monkeypox. And happy voting. Bye.